First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. You could have sold them. Could have sold them. Like Rick over here made some dough. A a quick question. You mentioned the drug overdoses in 69. One thing I never hear talked about, and I ask this respectfully, were there any deaths at the Rome Woodstock? There were. Uh, There were approximately, I think, three deaths, if I recall, but most of them were natural cause related, not related to overdoses. It was... Uh, people had certain health conditions and not no, sure there what are, triggered there, it. There were also assaults and there were also well, no, rapes. That, and, well, um, well, there were, there and that, it, it's funny how that, once the bad came out from the fires, right. that's when everything started uh, coming out. And you, you, if you put 500,000 people in a place, um, chances are you're going you're gonna to have some, some bad activity. It's going to happen. Remember, you established a city there. You're and right. That actually yeah. had a system, and some of it broke down, even some of the infrastructure. Uh, like this, the uh, the documentary is talking about how people were in solid waste, basically. Yeah. Well, some of that may have existed. I mean, I don't know every aspect and every nuance of this, but a lot of it was real mud, though, too, because some Correct. of the piping right. had broken and that became mud. But what you're getting is just the other aspect right now. Look at what yeah. they were in. Yeah. Accidentally, the piping broke to create the mud that was reminiscent of 1969. I mean, some mm-hmm. of this stuff was, I think, created by Michael Lang and his, and his crew. They created some of the chaos. Well, I think some of the infrastructure actually just didn't withstand the, okay. the, right. the magnitude yeah, of the crowd. They wanted to be a, this peaceful thing like it was, and it's a different time. I think people today are used to going to a concert that's, that's almost like pristine and clean. Look at, if you look at Woodstock... The original one, it's a pretty dirty, filthy, awful. Sure, yeah. If, but by today's standards, well, yeah. and the acts were really different. I mean, if you think oh, about the yeah. acts from '69 and the and the bands that were there for '99, it's right. different. Well, it was different. different it was different, but it was it was th- that was a, a wide array of of formats and different styles of of music back then, even back then. Yeah. And I know, listen, the Clown Posse and uh, some of these others. Yeah, uh, kill the police. Wasn't there one song that was talking about attack the police and burn the place down? And and, and was there was there a story where you went up or someone went up and said you got to get on the microphone and you got to calm these people down? Yeah, and then was, what happened? Tell the story. That was a conversation between me and uh, and uh, Anthony Kiedis, who was the, was the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They had done the set. Some of the fires had started, and we we're trying to tell. To calm the crowd, one of the promoters went up, I think John Sheeran said, hey, this is not part of any show, so we need to let firemen come in and, and get to these fires, so please cooperate. And uh, so when I was backstage with, uh, the, with the Chili Peppers at the time, we were talking about the end of the concert, and so I went up to Kitas and said, you need to calm this crowd down, because they had completed their set, yeah. and they were just getting ready to go do their encore. And he just uh, said that nobody's going to listen to me. I go, they're listening to you because you told yeah. them to do other things right. uh, earlier, and they did. You yeah. know, like at one time, I think Kid Rot told them to throw water bottles, and they did. You know, so some of yeah. these guys uh, encouraged some of the activity uh, or incited to a certain extent. And then he goes out and he plays fire. So, I mean, at that point in time, I wish that I would have just had an opportunity to, like, uh, I could have made a lot of news, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, the, the guy was just, and then the irresponsibilities, he goes on later to blame everybody else, you know, as to what contributed to the problem. But so he didn't, and if you look at some of the artists today, I think like McGraw, the country singer, mm. he'll stop a concert if he sees something wrong there. Where right, somebody's right. doing something, say, hey, stop the music, take care of that problem. 
they didn't exercise that type of responsibility where they could have and should have, in my opinion. But he's a little different than the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. To, yeah, absolutely. Or, the, or the Insane Clown Posse yeah. or whatever. Well, no, understood. And that's yeah. basically when you talk about that time period, right, and the type of music. Uh, you had right. Limp Biscuit. I mean, when Fred Durst came on, the lead singer, he, and, and a lot, he had Alanis Morissette had preceded him, and he goes, now we're going to really – get this crowd going he goes yeah. this ain't no Alanis Morissette concert yeah. you know so yeah. break so, something yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so well I, I, all I can tell you is um you know I I loved it it was yeah. a, an awesome moment in uh that had some flaws absolutely um, and 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 the way the whole thing operated going up to that was just it was flawless right up to the very end yeah, like I said, history was, provides you the opportunities, and I don't know that you should romanticize anything because that yeah. happens sometimes historically, sure. like the '69 concert. Uh, nor do you demonize something, you know, yeah, just because yeah. you want to look and exaggerate maybe uh, for sensationalism uh, what took place. But hey, can I, I ask? Is, if is it bleeds? Uh, it bleeds, right? Isn't that the saying in journalism? Yeah, yeah. Bleeds, it bleeds, Close enough. I'm not a journalist. Say, so. <laughs> did uh, did is Ray Meyer in it? Because Ray was one of the people that was very against Woodstock. Yeah, I don't know who they interviewed. That's yeah. this is gonna. I like. Where did I'll, they come to your office? Did you have to go somewhere to get interviewed? All three interviewed me in different sites. Uh, this interview was on site, so I don't know what they're gonna. You know what they're using from yeah, it. They yeah. walked the site with me, and they also interviewed me in a inter, in a um, office uh, that oversees the site. I've been uh, dealing with the, the Netflix uh, group, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's kind of into. They're looking, but man, they're and and they're willing to pay for stuff, but not quite as much as HBO did, right, well, Rick? Well, mm-hmm. no, and uh, <laughs> and actually, the Netflix people are still trying to get me to uh, give them stuff, but I, you know, I you cut them. a deal with uh, cut a with, deal with HBO, HBO and, and and out of everyone, I I don't know of anybody locally that got the footage that you got. I mean, you got no. well, that was you know like when Joe was talking about how organized the town was uh, when i worked at the tv station which was in rome they closed because at that time there wasn't really good use of the internet and ups and the mail and fedex wasn't delivering so what were we going to do right we couldn't right. do anything so he yeah. said take the week off so i had a camera yeah and i spent all the time out there being able to get in and out and shoot a lot of stuff and when i and as, as joe mentioned earlier when I talked to the Woodstock people, they said, oh, we like this perspective. You've got a lot of stuff from behind the scenes, the press conferences, the people who couldn't sell anything on in Marcy because yeah. the traffic was so good, they couldn't sell anything. And I got a lot of that. It shows you how well their transportation plan was. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? So maybe the love, peace, and rage is also how the show is put together. We don't mm, know. Right. You know what right. I mean? They, they might maybe showing a little bit about what went into it and then ending with that because we've all seen trailers to movies that when you get out you go what was that yeah the yeah. trailer was so this and the movie yeah. was so different so we really don't know i'm we're playing it at the cinema on friday at the uh, cinema okay in so you'll be uh we, you'll you'll have it there yeah we we we, we sort of uh took a little bit we riffed off of the concert and we're having a, a stage set up where 
well, it's not a really good stage. <laughs> and yeah. none of the people are getting paid. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, some of the people who played on the welcoming stages will be returning to play on our stage. And, oh, cool. And uh, it, it's just a, a, a couple hours on yeah. Friday. Yeah. The show is sold out, I, and tickets were free, and we're looking for donations. Very but, cool. But uh, it's uh, maxed out. It's going to be awesome. And does it hit <clears throat> HBO Max on Friday? Yes. It hits all time. of HBO on HBO Friday. At 9 o'clock, yeah. same time as the show. At uh, So it plays at 9, so yeah. it has a specific time, and then it'll yeah. be on demand after that. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't make you look bad, Joe. I'm just telling you, you can't trust these people. You know, it is, <laughs> it, is, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was one of the reasons why when they were looking for footage, I had, I sold them the footage, gave up the rights, but I also gave up all liability because I, look, if it's my footage and they're licensing it, they'll be a little more free about things right. that might be disputed. If they own it, yeah. all of a sudden... Eh, we won't use this shot. Yeah, but if I did, well, you took that out of context. Well, we licensed it from this guy, and then I got to answer the questions. I didn't have a release on this person. Do you realize she was only fourteen? When mm, you, so you're eh. getting rid of all of that yeah, stuff. Well, and I, by the way, I'm sure some of the there was nudity in some of your footage. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I oh, said that before. Yeah. yeah. Trying to film people that weren't nude is like going to a a, right. a concert and telling people, yeah. "Don't film anyone with a hat on." There was <laughs> really? there How was not there that? was not just topless. Uh, I mean, it was no. full blown nudity at, no, at this. No, no, yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty not. of that footage. Uh, I have somebody here saying you made uh, you made twelve thousand five hundred dollars off this. Who is that, that true? That's what I I have someone. Wow. Right I think it's on my your screen. agent. My agent. <laughs> is that is it is higher? Let's play a little prices right. Uh, higher or lower? Right. Come on. Um, let's play baseball. It's in the park. <laughs> it's in the park. Okay. Same number of digits. You want to okay. go for mine now? Uh, <laughs> I know what you were offered. Yeah. Uh, I I know that uh, what you got was nothing, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably a wise thing for you to do, <laughs> yeah. right? I know. You, you look kind of bad. You look like a politician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't New York have enough corruption? That, right? We don't need you to be. Uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, No, like I said, you know, the bottom you know, line. A very interesting story. You talk about parallels uh, between back then and now. What a lot of people don't know is that Woodstock went, it started, what, really Thursday, mm -hmm. everything was, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was all going on. By Saturday, it looked like it was a cakewalk, right? It was just so peaceful. It was awesome. On Saturday night, Joe wrote a celebratory paperback. Um, uh, <laughs> congratulating himself on running such a great event, but oh. it was premature. And don't you notice the parallel here, right? Yeah, it's a great parallel. Yeah. You know. That book never, you never published it, did yeah, you? No, no, no. Never published it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, But, uh, you know, again, like as you said, I don't know how we'll be portrayed. I'm not concerned about it because I still believe it was the right decision at the right time for the yeah. right reasons, yeah. reasons I gave you before community will not in any way be stigmatized by whatever is presented if anything it gives them exposure again I, and it and, also uh, shows that we were able to pull something like that off right now understand that the the only mistake that was made was trusting them on on their security yeah i mean i think that in retrospect but they had you remember they hired a retired uh high-ranking officer at nypd mm -hmm. to put the security together so it wasn't like we just said right, hey, go right. do what you want you know and there was levels of security present, you know, yeah. both uniform and undercover. 
but not to the degree that you would now, I think, yeah. require. And that was part of the negotiations. Yeah. They were insistent because they wanted to keep, remember, this is a brand. And remember, these guys are out to make money. Woodstock sure. Ventures wasn't doing this for a cause. Right, they were doing right. it for a profit. Whatever happened to the uh, to the to the stage? The because the stage was draped in that Peter Max artwork yeah, yeah. that was really. I understand cool. Peter having talked to Michael. I think he's facing some serious health conditions. Mm, okay. Unfortunately, he was a great artist though. And, and then did any of the walls? So when we talk about what was burning, what was burning was the plywood mm-hmm. fencing that was put up. And the thought was you'd bring in artists, mm-hmm. and they would paint these murals on the fence. They were really beautiful and all that stuff and artistic. But that's what people pulled and brought into their, their bonfires. Did any of those survive, and are they yeah. anywhere? Is that memorabilia anywhere? Uh, that i, I got to ask again. I, I don't know, but some of it did survive. And initially what we were seeing is people were taking it for souvenirs, uh, trying to because some of it was being taken down to keep for posterity from, right, Wood, right. from Woodstock and others began to see that and take the rest of it down for themselves yeah. and then ultimately later some of it got used well for some firewood. of it had to keep the fire right. burning I mean you got to <laughs> so, keep it going right, right. Mm-hmm. but you, you know you talk to people like uh, Ron Demore who ran Ace Hardware I mean there's a guy to get on it as an interview right back then and you talk to him now and he had those were some of the trucks that were destroyed and ultimately and uh, Tony's still, Pizzeria had a I believe their food truck or whatever they had set up out there was destroyed. So that ha- did happen to those. Right. But I don't think even those people that went through that, and maybe this is what you're going to say, is that I don't think they they would say, don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, I, and he never got interviewed. You know, so I mean, these okay. are some of the people that were actually in the middle of this stuff. So it'll be interesting who they present. So I think they're going to look at this maybe from a sociological perspective. I hear that reporter talking. And that's the thing that just gets me in hindsight. Like all of a sudden, like, well, they knew what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. Right, right. right. And, I, and I think that's the thing that you need to keep in perspective. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like the moon landing, right? Uh, did it happen? Yeah. I mean, there's I the question. You don't think it did. <laughs> uh, I want to ask Rick, uh, of all the footage you sold for $12,500 to HBO, <laughs> um, <laughs> what was your favorite clip? And is it true that one of your favorite clips actually included oh. the mayor at the time, Senator yeah, that's, Griffo? Yeah, that's that's like historical because I, uh, I was setting up to to shoot us interview with Joe and the phone rang and he started and I had everything set up and he started talking about I don't it was one of the national publications and he says he goes let me just say this the concert is on get people should be prepared for four days of great music entertainment some of the best art in the country he went on to like the Joe. top the top yeah, Joe the, Griffo yeah <laughs> and he goes the concert is on that to me is like the best yeah, shot. Yeah. The and best you, shot. And you remember that there were issues, and they talk in about that too, that potentially could have derailed the concert. Yes. Many times. I mean, at and one point, it, we were wondering if it was actually going right. to go off.